everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it very much. Support the people who support us. Don't forget, uh, check out Dr. Drew After Dark. Don't forget also Dr. TV, where you can see the streaming shows as well. We appreciate you showing up for this show today, as well as we appreciate our guests showing up. We're in the uh, Greek Isles presently and got up at 3 a.m. to do this broadcast. And to say that I feel guilty just begins to express my feelings about this. Jovi and Yara, The Last Resort, it's uh, 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day The Last Resort. New episodes air on TLC on Monday, or you can stream it on Discovery Plus or Max. Uh, it's they have been on a couple seasons, I think, right, guys? You've been on more than one season of uh, 90 Day. Did you go like before the 90 Days and after the 90 Days? And we did 90 uh, Day and then two seasons of Happily Ever After. Happily Ever After. That's right. That's uh, that's yeah. one that follows that. What has this experience been like for you guys? Um, for me, it was pretty interesting because uh, I'm a person who never really believed in therapy. I didn't know anything about it, so. Uh, going in there and just learning from the beginning, like the basics of it and how it can help us in our relationship. For me, it was really good. So uh, my wife, Susan, is here on one of the mics right now. And she, Hello. We, that's, that's Susan. And uh, we fell into the 90 day fiance rabbit hole during COVID, you know, and uh, there's like 12 spinoff shows. And so we, we spent half our week watching 90 day fiance episodes and then there's a pillow talk and then there's a reunion and then there's a, there's the last resort. And so we have been fans throughout much of this, uh, the, the run of this, this franchise uh, the last resort in particular, I'm pissed that they didn't hire me to come uh, run some of the groups and things. I'm actually really pissed about that or that they don't bring me in to do some of the reunions because there's lots of missed opportunity on those too. And we have, we have interviewed some of the people from the program. We interviewed Julia, the Russian girl who I know you were on the same season with originally. And the reason I brought her in is I wanted to hear what she had to say about the Russian, the conflict with Russia. And she was she condemned it in no uncertain terms, if you want to know what her feelings were, at least at the outset of this whole thing. But my question is, how are you doing? How's your family doing? You know, everyone in this country is preoccupied with what's going on in the Ukraine. I mean, how could they, how could people do, they're doing the best by living in a war country, right? But for example, I woke up today, my friend called me and she said that she here very loud today, uh, in Kiev was very loud because there was bombing near her house. So, I mean, they just tried to live the life. But you know how you can live it when the war is going on in the country. During the Republican debates, uh, the former governor Chris Christie said something that blew my mind. He said that something like twenty five hundred Ukrainian young people, like maybe children, had been kidnapped. Is that is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Crazy. I hear about kidnapping, about uh, about so many stuff because, right, the women with kids they just lost. They go out from the country by themselves. They don't speak in English, and then these people come to them, pretending to be a volunteers, pretending to be helping them, and then you know they take them somewhere. They tell them that they're gonna take them to I don't know to some uh, shelter or something, and then they just yeah. take them to steal them. I mean, uh, of course that makes sense because when the wars in the country, it's an open door to all of these crazy people. It's an open door to anybody to do anything they want. Oh my God, it's it's just horrible. I'm, I'm I, you know, it, it, whatever people's opinions are about this conflict, I mean, just the the human part, you can't you can't escape it. I mean, everyone's mortified by what's happening. Uh, so, 
you you mentioned that they don't speak English or they may not speak the language of whatever the, some of these crazy people are speaking. Um, I noticed when there was something that caught my attention early in the conflict when uh, so many Ukrainian mothers were crossing into Poland with their kids. And, you know, at the time, I, I just wanted to get your opinion about this. At the time, the schools were closed here. Particularly in California, they were just been closed for two years, and I have been screaming that this is insanity for a long time. And the Ukrainian mothers, as they passed into Poland, they're moving into a country where they did not speak the language. Their kids did not speak the language, and they put a microphone in their face. And every single woman said the same thing, which was, "This is terrible. We have to leave our our sons, our our husbands, our fathers. We left them behind. They had to fight, uh, but we're here in Poland." And these kids, they've been out of school for two weeks, two weeks. We got to get them back in school. And I thought, oh, my God, in Ukraine, two weeks out of school is unacceptable. Here, we're two years in now. So talk to me a little bit about the importance. And I notice your English is ridiculously good. So what, what, is that part of the Ukrainian education system? Did you get that there? Is there an exceptional focus on education in Ukraine? To be honest, I think that uh, education in Ukraine is really good, and it's really important than than few of the countries that you know. Because uh, I hear that so many kids who move from Ukraine to, for example, USA, they're really in front of the other kids. Yes, uh, like they know more information. They're in front of the program. So, I mean, because it's not bad. The the worst thing is the stress that the kids get, even if they will be in the school as soon as they come in. Country, if it's USA, Germany, or whatever country, is the strength that kids get, you know, yeah. because the small babies cannot concentrate on learning something when the mom is crying for daddy every night and when they cannot go home and see yeah, their best course. friends and all this stuff like that. So, yeah. Yes, yes, you're, you're bringing this home for the, the reality of it for, for the people. Uh, so, Susan, do you have any questions? I got a ton more questions for both of them. And Susan has to. No, I'm glad you minutes. asked those questions. Yeah, uh, and, and I don't know if you guys still communicate with Julia and her husband, but I, I think she has tremendous uh, sympathy for what what's happening there. I, I don't know. I think the whole world does. Yeah, well, yeah. To, you know, people have feelings about whether money should be spent or arms should be sent, but no one, <laughs> no one feels good about what's happening there. So I'm Ukrainian descent turns out. Uh, and uh, I was told my whole upbringing that I was Russian. And so we came out of uh, the Ukrainian diaspora in the early part of the 20th century. There was this huge exodus from Ukraine, just as the Russian Revolution broke out. Uh, and Susan is like 100% Czech. She's like all Czech. Uh, it's interesting to me, the kind of, I don't know, the 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 uh, uh, draw we have towards that part of the world. It, it, I don't know if it's just in our heads, if it's psychological or if it's our genes calling to us or, or what, but we both have a, you know, we're sort of always before the war broke out, we were going to go to the black sea. I mean, th this is, this is an area we're both really interested in. I, I I'm imagining it's a great place to visit. Do you, do you imagine we're, we're going to enter an era soon or anytime when people can go back and be tourists in Ukraine? I mean, as a human being, right? As a real human being, you cannot uh, you cannot not sympathize to everything that's happening over there. Doesn't matter if you're from there or not from there. But if you have a genetics uh, coming from those countries, you're feeling even more for those people. It's weird, right? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, so it's I do understand that. that. 
Yeah, it's odd. Is uh, your mom in Prague? Or I know you were going to buy a place there. I yes. don't know where, whatever happened with that. Susan's family is all from Prague, so she has a deep attachment to Prague. So, I love it. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's one of my favorite cities in Europe. Yes, my mom is over there right now. I, I'm still thinking about buying a place in Europe. but just didn't have the time to do everything. I, would, I love Europe. I mean, and having a place in Europe is always a good investment, so why not? Well, we will, we will Airbnb it. So I, I promise. <laughs> my place in Perfect. Prague. You have your first customer. Sarah, let's go in on 100%, 100%. it. 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. She wants a buy a place. We'll share it with you. So so, so will you put up, will you let her mom live there full time? We'll just, we'll just go visit her mom. So that'd be hysterical. Do you worry about your daughter? I mean, Jovi, I'm going to get to you in a second because I got a bunch of questions for you too. But do, yeah, no worries. No worries. And, and we'll get to the relationship. I promise. I know there's a publicist on the line here. I'll get to all that stuff. Uh, but we have, we got enough time and it's it's three in the morning where you are and you've kindly kindly uh, run to the phone here to do this with me. So I, I want to get as much as we can, as fast as we can. Do you worry about your daughter's education, Yara, in the U.S.? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Not not just because of the U.S. I'm just worried in general, you know, um, because I do not know much about. We always worry about stuff that we don't know. I can hear about something uh, and sometimes stuff which I hear about, I'm not the most happy with it. So, yeah, uh, I do think that uh, educational system in Europe, or particularly in Ukraine, because I know about it, it's very good. So, I don't know, but I do worry. Of course, everyone from America is the best. And so is your English from your primary school education, or is that something you, you perfected in No. Yeah. My personal English, no, because I I was very lucky. My teacher was my godfather, so my English teacher was my godfather. So we just, uh, yeah. And you she know, watched Friends. She watched Friends. She oh, said that's, that's how right. she learned the most. Oh, that's my God. Right. I learned English by watching Friends. Yeah. And, and is, is, are those your two languages, Ukrainian and, and uh, English? Or are there others? Yeah, and Russian, of course. And I understand Czech, uh, Czech. Slovakian uh, and Polish, and the segments speak perfectly. So it's it's Susan. It's just Ukrainian English, except for Czech, Russian, and Polish. <laughs> except for, a little except. French, maybe some German in there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that that's what I love about Europeans. They always speak multiple languages. It's so fun. I know. Uh, all right, Jovi, you grow up in New Orleans, yes, or just outside, really? Yeah, small town, basically in the swamp outside of New Orleans. Yeah, like an hour away. And I, we've been trying to figure out what your job was. It's not easy from the show to figure out what exactly you were doing. You did some sort of underwater, was it uh, pipeline maintenance or cable maintenance? or What's going on? Yes, I can explain it uh, simply. We take a machine. It's about the size of a car. We deploy it underwater. And then once it gets underwater, it gets down to, I don't know, eight or 10,000 feet. Then I operate all the controls for it. It seems like a highly specialized skill set. How in the world did you get into that? I got really lucky getting into the job, to be honest. Uh, the company that I started working for, I was actually 17, about to turn 18, and the company was just starting up. So uh, an opportunity that came across someone that my dad worked with, they informed me, I interviewed, I got hired, and I'm here 14 years later. It's amazing. Uh, and then you guys met, you, you did a lot of traveling cause you'd be what, six weeks on six weeks off kind of thing when you were before you're married. Yeah, correct. So with my job, I was working four weeks on four weeks off. And then on my time off, I was traveling to Ukraine to meet Yara or just other random destinations that we chose. How did you guys meet? 
funny story. So we met on a travel app, people trying to travel to the same place. Uh, and we both had Budapest as one of the destinations on our travel list. So we started talking a little bit. She told me her mom's hometown was only uh, four or five hours away from Budapest. And we decided to meet there. Oh, wow. That's fast. Yeah. So, uh, and then you travel a bunch. Did it sort of come together very quickly or, or take a little while? It came together pretty quick. You know, we did Budapest and started off like weren't really into each other. And then uh, <laughs> I would say a- after after two weeks, we were kind of ready to start a relationship. So I went back home uh, after Budapest for three weeks. And then I went back to Ukraine to meet her whenever I got off of work the next time. And you're how old, Jovi? I am 33. Uh, it's the first time I have to say that. My birthday just passed. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm approaching a big one, too. So Double digits. It's a lucky number. I'll happily take 33 back. All right, Susan, I'm going to get into the interpersonal stuff here in a second. Do, do you right. want to ask any questions before you have to run off? How, uh, Jovi, how is your mom? <laughs> oh, my mom is great. She is, um, they're building a house um, not far from where we live. So um, they're a lot closer now. She's been able to help with Mila a little bit and, you know, make our life a little bit easier. Oh, that's good. I know that was a big sort of, again, you know, these show, you know, I know how, I know how reality shows are put together and it, it, you get these little ice pick moments and, you know, and then they edit, they string it together and make a narrative out of things. One of the things that I, I was, couldn't quite figure out is what the conflict was with your mom uh, at the, you know, during your, I guess it was happily ever after or something. Uh, it seemed to me more than anything, it was just that she wanted to be more around you guys and that you, you were, you're moving away and that really got to her. Yeah, it was a, it was a little bit of that and some stuff that happened off camera, obviously. Um, just an argument we got into that we felt that she wasn't giving our daughter enough attention and she felt that she was going above and beyond to do that. So, uh, yeah, that was a conflict that escalated into a pretty big fight where we didn't talk for a few months. Yeah. And that's all healed up. Yep, all held up now. Are your parents, do they have a relationship with Yara's mom? No, I mean, my parents, obviously, that communication's rough, right? Because even for me to be around Yara's mom, the language barrier is pretty tough sometimes. You know, we can translate or talk through Yara. But, um, yeah, our goal is to have my parents meet Yara's family. Um, I think that's what we all want. But finding a time to do that right now, my parents have actually never been to Europe. So, Mm. Um, I think it would be a cool idea for us to do it, but we just need to find a time for that to happen. Intera Skincare, if you're ready to unlock the secret of youthful skin, luscious hair, look no further. Intera Skincare's range of transformative products will have you feeling confident and beautiful in no time. Incredible line. Let's look at the Fulton Hair Regrowth System and the ultimate solution for rejuvenating your skin, Platinum Restore Serum, an advanced serum, secret weapon against aging, reducing fine wrinkles. But Intera Skin Care doesn't stop there. Platinum Silk Hair and Body Oil is a transformative elixir shielding your cells from free radicals. Looking for targeted results without adding moisturizing? Sapphire Lux Filming Serum is there for you. And finally, the remarkable Sapphire Lux Cream. Not just another moisturizer, it's a healing elixir that promotes deep hydration and skin repair. It has peptides that enhances collagen production. 
Why wait? Experience the magic of Intera skincare today. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to transform your beauty routine. Use promo code DREW for 10% off at checkout. That is code D-R-E-W for 10% off at EnteraSkincare.com. That is E-N-T-E-R-A Skincare. Intera Skincare, one word, EnteraSkincare.com. All right, let, let's dig into what uh, The Last Resort is all about. And by the way, The Last Resort is such a clever name. Um, I have also, it's, it's funny that each of you have a nemesis. You know, you've got Ed, Jovi, and Yara has uh, Angela. I don't know how it resolves. Here, here's what, let's say, I want to set some ground rules up right now, which is don't don't say anything that would be a uh, spoiler, Okay. Yeah. So if I ask you something that you you don't want to say, just just tell me it's a spoiler. You have to watch the show. I'm perfectly happy with that yeah. answer. But I I'm wondering, and I I spoke to Angela myself, uh, Susan. How long ago was that? Like a year and a half ago, or two years ago? Uh, yeah, for, it was a long time ago. Before she became so aggressive, <laughs> she was actually rather. <laughs> you know, she the aggression was somewhere else. And did she say? That she worked in a prison? Did I, did I hear her say that? Is that is that accurate? Oh I have no idea, but yeah. I don't believe in that. I know. I wish she could be aggressive you... like that. I don't know. So aggressive. So, but, but some of her aggression is that you know Michael is driving her absolutely crazy. But but be, be that as it may, it doesn't doesn't excuse the aggression. I was a little I was a little miffed. Again, they should have hired me for the last resort. I would have. I'm such a fan. I would have done it as just a as a perk. Uh, can you, can you say where that place is, by the way, Susan wants to go there. You should, you should be jealous. Cause I would tell you, it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. It's called Isla Bella and it's in Marathon, Florida. Yeah, it's oh, it's in Florida. Florida. Wow. Where is that? What part of Florida? It's on the way to Key West. It's like a um, short drive to Key West. Oh my now. God. I thought it was Let's somewhere go. in Mexico. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, that's an easy one. Um, um, uh, so anyway, uh, what was I? I lost my train of thought here about, about you guys. So oh, that I'm mad at them for not hiring me to do this to go down there. So Susan, I would have had a vacation. But, <laughs> but one of the things I was mad about is that they weren't firmer with Angela when she became so inappropriate. I mean that that you know the way you deal with that is with with firmness, not with, hey honey, what's going on? Here's a latte. No, 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 that was not okay. So I'm guessing that she gets aggressive again. Uh, somewhere down the line were you guys can you tell me are were you guys able to end on a good note you and angela i mean i i, I am not feisty i don't care <laughs> if you're mentally unstable that's in my problem so yeah. yes okay uh, sure. Jovi is friends with her so they're all good and i'm just like whatever you know i'm not gonna fight with you just because you are uh, aggressive and can jump to my face i i don't care so yeah i'm okay with her just friends or they're not just friends they're drinking partners exactly right oh my gosh yes <laughs> and so speaking of the booze um that that is the a significant source of conflict for you guys all the way along from way back back before you got married even how are you managing that uh yeah you know i mean i'm trying i don't really go out too much anymore the resort was a kind of a you know it was an exception i had the some baby free time so i wanted to drink a little bit got out of hand but don't let her fool you she likes to drink her tequila too so do you <laughs> do you, you go girl speaking of drinking partners do do you ever <laughs> worry that you're going to lose control of the alcohol jovi 
No, I don't think so. I don't feel that way. I feel like, you know, I'm in control of what I'm drinking. I, when I, you know, I go to work for months at a time without drinking. Uh, I go home sometimes without drinking. So I don't yeah. think it's that much of a problem for me. Jovi, I mean, excuse me, Yara, do you have anyone in your family that you were maybe raised around or whatever that did lose control with alcohol? Mm-mm-mm. I never really had somebody around me. Like I know some people in my family did that, but when I was young, and I don't remember that. Mm. Uh, but don't really usually. That's why it was it's why it's so unusual for me. For me, it was unusual to have a glass of wine or something like by myself or do you have alcohol often? I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's just I guess unusual. Well, I, I've noticed you've thrown the term around alcoholic a few times when you're mad. And, you know, Pete, there, I just wanted, I thought to myself, ah, if I have a chance to talk to you, I want to explain something, which is, you know, there's a potential for alcoholism, right? Which is sort of a genetic thing and a behavioral thing also. Um, but the alcoholism is really why people lose control. When, when they've lost control, then, then, it's, then it's the condition. And if they lose control, they tend not to be able to get it back under control. They tend to need treatment at that point. And I know Jovi flirts with losing control, but I don't I have not seen him lose control. But the other thing I have seen, though, is consequences. And that's what we worry about with alcohol that, you know, has consequences on your marriage and things. Uh, do, was Is that something that gets addressed in, in the uh, couples therapy? I think when I when I say words like that, when I'm dropping the words like that, it's because I'm hard, because I obviously don't want that to happen, and because yeah. I expressed my feelings about that, and I'm not being here. So that's why I drop those kind of words. Yeah. Of course, I sometimes say something that I don't mean to say. That maybe yeah. Sometimes. But yeah, it doesn't lose any control or something. It's just that because I was mad. It, it it just yeah, it's something that I think you use as a bit of a mallet with him. That's awesome. I'm glad. The way they portray it was a lot different on TV. The way they portray yeah. Jovi? I never Yara. really believe all the time. Oh, she, she was really mad at me that morning. Trust yeah, me. Morning I was really mad. Uh, I, know, it's it's the story. I, I didn't, because we was outside from the country, so I don't know how much I... You guys hear the story, but these people wake me up three times and will jump in my face and show me video when the <laughs> where Jovi is licking her cheek. I was about licking her cheek. Like, okay. oh, you have to be Mister to get drunk like that and to show me video to lick an angel. Just having Angela jump on you in the middle of the night sounds kind of traumatic. <laughs> so, so... Oh, very. <laughs> yeah, that's a boundary issue. Well, listen, I have to go. I'm so excited to have met you. I am a huge fan, and I hope I get to see you on social media, and we stay in touch. There you go. Awesome. Sounds good. Nice to meet you. All right. I'm staying. I'm staying. You're not going anywhere. I got some more questions for you guys. It's going to get worse now. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, th- before, I, before I go further with the line of re- thoughts, the question I was having, it seems like uh, – you guys live an extraordinary life, right? I, I peeked in on Yara's Instagram once in a while, and you're all over the freaking place uh, with your daughter, which I find awesome and and uh, interesting that you're able to pull that all off. Is that how, how does that work? Are these things you said you ran over to Greece at the last minute? Are these are these trade outs? Is this just something you do as part of your work in, on some level or or is it things you're just going to do with your life from now on for a while what 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 how does that work how do you live that life uh, i think we're probably lucky people we create a life for us and the opportunity that to bring us to this point right 
Yeah. Uh, we can we can afford and take our child to love the world with that and show her the world that she can experience with her. So I think it's the most the most amazing thing ever. I'm so excited to do it actually. Like taking her to like we're in Greece right now, right? She's been in a yeah. Greek island for the last week. I think it's amazing. And you can just tell she's having the time of her life. Yeah, maybe she won't remember or something, but she's having uh, a great experience for us to experience as parents. Well, what what I I mean it's it's a lot of work, Grant Kittle. I mean you guys make it look easy, but I we had triplets. We had triplets. And, oh, wow. And, yeah, wow. it was insane. And we used to, ch- yeah, yeah. You are you think you don't want a second child. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. The, the, the triplet thing was insane. And we used to travel a bit with them, and they pretty much forget everything. When they were when they were about eight years, I used to be on a faculty for this group called the Young Presidents Organization. And one time they took us down to Central America, and we met the president of every country we went to, including we went to Cuba and had four hours with Castro. And the f- kids were in the room with Fidel Castro. And we have a video of it. And we played it. To, they were like eight years old at the time, nine years old. And we played it for them when they were like seniors in high school. And they were like, why didn't you tell us? It was Fidel Castro. <laughs> like, I sat there every five minutes. I said, just remember you were here. Just remember you were here. Don't ever forget this. <laughs> of course, they forgot the whole thing. So, but, but, but they have great feelings about, you know, being with their parents and traveling and stuff. And, it, and it's, it's really an important thing. And I congratulate you guys on doing that. But this does bring up the other issue interpersonally, which is uh, at least the way the, the uh, last resort plays it is a significant source of conflict for you guys is uh, family planning. What about a second child? Does that get resolved in some way? Yeah, I would say it kind of does. You know, we had a lot of talks about it. Obviously, it's a, a major conflict that we had. So um, I think you guys are going to find out a lot about that throughout the season. All right, good. Uh, and, and is there like a, does, does it live and just, I'm curious and like a cliffhanger where they have to bring you guys back to the, because I want that job. <laughs> I think it'll probably, uh, might lead to a decision made by both of us together. Fair enough. So things do actually resolve, which, which, which is nice and sort of good for TV too. Uh, are you are you back, back to the, uh, how you guys lead your life are you technically becoming sort of a, an influencer now is that really what is that what's happening or are you just developing brands or how's what's happening how i say uh we create a really amazing life for ourselves and i am really appreciated for our life for living because it's bring me it's bring me a good a good i don't know joy and everything uh so i just i became everything you can be an influencer you could be a reality TV star i have my own business also and uh, whatever I can do, I'm just joining and I'm yeah. enjoying it. Well, it's good. I mean, TV gives you that opportunity, right? Uh, and so yeah. you, you have to kind of keep going. And I, I'd urge you, you know, think about television. It's nice to have an engine. So if you can stay with this brand as long as possible, it'll help you sort of become your own thing eventually. Uh, we're not, not dependent on the, the engine of 90 Day Fiance, which is a great brand. Yeah. It's a great thing to be associated with. All right, so you guys were conflicting about that, conflicting about the drinking. Uh, it, it's it seems like, for the most part, you have a very happy relationship, but there's all this, um, and you're able, you guys are able to sort of heal after there's been a rupture, right? I don't know if they pointed that out to you. You guys, you guys can conflict, and you you can find your way back pretty quickly. Is is that accurate? Is sort of what I thought I was seeing. 
Yeah, it is. I mean, we come to realize in therapy, you know, we have a lot of the, a lot of things that we're not on the same page with, right? We realized that we had really bad communication between each other and hopefully a path forward to improve our communication and improve our relationship. We also enjoy a really good team and you cannot give that up to like, I think like we do always work in the relationship because if, um, how you say it? We get together, we do like a trauma building people. And if you are, if you are building a relationship in one way, and you then want to get out from one relationship, you then get in a new relationship, but it'll be just in the same way. So yeah. we need to first work in ourselves, work in the relationship that you already have. No, that is exactly that is that is precisely correct. People are very uh, dispo- they they look at relationships as sort of disposable and they are not. And and we have kind of a natural fittedness with people that we have an intimate romantic relationship with. And that, that lock and key, that fittedness, you'll, you'll, if you're the key, you'll find another lock. That's exactly the same thing, which, which does sort of uh, reminds me, I, we don't see your father ever, uh, Yara, in uh, any of the seasons. What, what do you, can you tell me the story with history with that? I never see them either, neither. <laughs> So I there's not not really history my father I don't remember him I don't really know him and yeah just like a typical I don't know Slavic father who uh, was abusive towards my mother then then leave and then we never saw him again. Did you have any sort of father figure in your life? Uh, my father figure was my brother. He's the oldest and he is very 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 nice man. Have you, uh, yeah. Jovi, have you met him? I just met her brother a few days ago, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, for the first time. That, you're, you're, that, that is your source of interpersonal health, I suspect, right? Uh, that, that is, you know, that is your fittedness with somebody you can rely upon. Um, you're very, very lucky to have something like that because a, a, a lot of people, I, I was noticing, one of the things I noticed was that, uh, you, your dad was not around. And one of the things that is so common with that is for a particularly a, a the daughter of a dad that abandons to have a lot of abandonment issues, right? To feel abandoned all the time, to sabotage relationships, to, uh, you know, f- the, pick people that are abandoning. I don't, I don't know if you went through a phase like that in your life or not, but that's very, very common. But if you have a stable figure that you love in your life, that's a huge, huge, important piece of healing that stuff. And yeah, uh, you're right. I did pass through that something like that. Uh, not just with a father figure, right? Right? Because I didn't have a father figure in my life, and plus my mom was into work so long. Uh, like she was into work a lot and go to work for like three, four months, and then I don't have husband and have some kind of job. So mm-hmm. yeah, I did pass through something like that. But I do realize, and like right, I'm trying to live the life and realizing what I'm doing. You said something very casually there, but it's really kind of uncanny, right? That your your mom had the kind of schedule with her work that Jovi has with his, and his work schedule is very unusual. And you have picked that person. It's isn't that wild? That's very weird. I think it's been very. I don't even know how that's happened because I don't even know so many people in my life who have that kind of schedule. But, yeah. You don't really have much of a selection. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody has that schedule. Jovi has that schedule. Your mom has that schedule. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. And that's really kind of, it's super crazy interesting. But you could at very uh, least say, well, you're geared up, you know, you're, you're set up from your relationship with your mom to be able to tolerate better that kind of a schedule. You know how to tolerate it. You know how to deal with it. You know how to 
make things work with that kind of schedule. I want to remind you about our friends at Shopify. They grow your business no matter how far or big you grow, thanks to an endless list of integrations and third-party apps. Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to everything you need to revolutionize your business. Running and growing your business is Shopify's business. The e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. Shopify is all in one e-consumer platform. They got you covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force powering many different businesses, entrepreneurs of every size across 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support you every step of the way. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash drew. It's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash drew to take your business to the next level today. Then again, it's Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y, shopify.com slash drew. Last Days, a new podcast exploring the biggest icons in pop culture taken too soon and what led to their untimely deaths. It seemed like he was on the cusp of this sort of demise. The juxtaposition between that and the onstage persona that caught us all off guard. Conspiracy theories, shocking details, and untold heartbreak. Hosts Jason and Derek unpack the stories behind each star's demise. This was an unnecessarily ghastly presentation of gory details. It was a media blowback, used the corner, basically clout chasing. Larger than life, bigger in death. Last Days, available wherever you get your podcasts. When she was away like that, was your brother the one that looked after you? Uh, my brother and my sister, they're both older than me. Uh, and plus I have a grandma when I was younger. So yeah, I just... Okay. So you had all these stable relationships in the extended family. Jovi, did you have, do you, have you met everybody? Are you interested in that? Uh, everybody in Yara's family? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to meet everyone that I can so far. I've met her sister. I met her brother. Uh, her niece and her nephew. Her niece is actually with us right now, babysitting our daughter. So. Oh my God. You brought her to Greece also. Oh my yeah. God. We want to be your friends. We, we want to go to Greece. <laughs> we want to go to Prague and Greece, whatever. Um, all right. So that's crazy. By the way, one of the things, uh, Jovi, I've, I've always I've, I've admired about you is that you have stood by as the head of a household that that clearly has been an important sort of uh role for you right you know i've heard you invoke you know i have to protect my family i have to keep my family together i you know that's you know a lot of that kind of feeling from you uh i i'm sure yara appreciates that i i don't know if she sees it, it it's it's unusual the way the way at the well, not that unusual, but the, to to really live, walk the walk with that is kind of unusual in this country these days, I suspect. Talk about that a little bit, the importance of that. It felt like that somewhere, some of that was where the uh, desire for a second child was coming from. Yeah, you know, um, I feel like it's important, especially I have a daughter, you know, I want her to live a good life. I want to continue, continue doing everything I can to support my family and uh, I want my daughter to have um, 
a life that she dreams for, right? I want her to be able to travel the world. I want her to be able to not have to worry about, I don't know, buying a car, buying a house. I want to be able to do all this stuff for her. So I want to continue to do everything I can financially to keep my family in a good place. Yeah. I think Jovia has very good father figure of Monty in his life because the real nice family, Mrs. Green and Monty, the real nice family, and I think they really teach him the right stuff. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the reason it stood out for me, uh, in addition to walking the walk as well as talking the talk, was that this kind of happened, at least the way they played it on TV. Uh, it seemed like it kind of happened to you guys. It like wasn't so much planned. It wasn't something that, at least on TV, didn't make it look like this had a natural evolution. It just happened, and you both stepped up. Is that what indeed happened? You mean becoming parents? I, I think that was sort of the, yeah. the the you know the glue that really I, I watched you guys yeah. both step up when that happened. Yeah, it was um, kind of you know unexpected, and I was kind of like a oh shit moment. Like, all right, like things need to change. Um, we need to see what we can do to be good parents, and that really was the most important. Because we were supposed to get married, so when you yeah, married, yeah, you but really if, like, but it was like this, and I was like, I look at me when I was like, okay. I, because of, for me, it was important in genetic. I'm like, hey, uh, he's smart and my kid can be smart. Uh, he has a big lips, very important for me because we're so small. Doing <laughs> it from inside, from outside. You know, you know if you have a regular horse and a good, like a rabbit horse, you look closer to that. So I'm like, okay, I need a good gene. So this is if I get pregnant, it's okay. I, I see. So, so you just <laughs> went with it. Yeah. Uh, was was that actually the moment when you find uh, you may not be able to pull the curtain back on this uh, the, with the publicist sitting on the line? Was that actually the moment you found out that we saw on TV, you, Jovi? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was. That was a bit. I think it shows in my face. It was a bit jarring. I, well, it was either good acting or or uh, or um, it was really what happened to you. Well. That's very interesting. So, jo- Jovi, you had never been in therapy before, and it it felt to me like let me ask you. Well, it felt to me what bothered you about uh, therapy was not so much the psychotherapeutic part, but the group part. You didn't, and and never mind the fact that it's all on television. On top of that, which I'm sure makes you feel even worse. But I the sort of I think what immediately affected you was being open and honest in group process. Two questions for you. One, did, did you give into that a little more? And B, did were there sort of one-on-one sessions, couple sessions that we didn't see on camera? Yeah, we were able to talk to the therapist if we wanted to off camera. So uh, I personally did that. I think Yara did the same. So uh, that was good. And yeah, in the beginning, it was a big shock for me because I had at that point not even sat with a therapist and talked to them one-on-one. So to get in the group and all that happened so fast was... It was a lot for me. Yeah. Yeah. Usually what I do is I meet with somebody first. Uh, but you know, that that's, that's an individual choice. Uh, I found it, uh, now let me get a little critical a little bit again, uh, odd to have a sex educator in this thing. I mean, that seemed like just straight up television to me like, Oh, we're doing TV now. We're going to bring in a sex educator. Okay. You guys can't comment. <laughs> just... Oh no, I can. I can totally comment. I thought it was hilarious, honestly. It and... was awkward for me. Though. Yeah, it was very awkward. I was like, "Oh my god!" Now from a country from Soviet, like which was Soviet Union, we don't talk about stuff like that. Like because of the audience, if somebody like starts saying something, I'm like, "Oh no!" no, no. I, I feel like most people in the room had a lot to learn too. So it was, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, kind of good for them. I mean, everybody has some of that stuff, but I I did a radio show for 35 years where we talked about some of that stuff, but but it was primarily motivated. The reason I got involved with it was uh, AIDS because no one was talking to young people about AIDS and it was just, you had, I had to get out there and kind of educate. It was crazy, but that was a long time ago. It was probably, <laughs> probably, bef- yeah, well before you guys were both born. So it was a, a different era. Well, guys, kind of give me a give me a rundown on what people can see. Let's do a little promotion here, and uh, I'll let you go back to bed. I know it's three in the morning in Greece, and I feel guilty, so I'm going to cut this short. What What do you want to tell people who might be contemplating watching the show what they're going to see? And then you are you take a few minutes to pro- promote your stuff too. Uh, one thing I would say about The Last Resort is that I want everybody to understand that therapy is real and it's good. And I learned a lot about myself and about my relationship and my time there, for sure, that I had no clue even the tools that I needed to help me improve my relationship. I Go think the, le- the Last Resort and the therapy which we have over there and the show in general is the most real show ever because you basically like getting naked over there when you're talking to the psychologist and when the films are open and... I know when you just expression what's going on inside of you. It's the most real show ever, which people can relate to it, which when they can watch and they can feel it, can feel it just in the pain of the personal of their past yeah. September. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, yeah. And yes, you guys, uh, please, yarazaya.com. I have on my Instagram um, uh, link to it. Yarazara, Y A R A Z A R A. No, it's like her Instagram name, Yarazaya. Zaya, you always spell it. Spell Y A R A Z A Y A dot com. Yara Zaya. Okay. Um, you know, back to the the reality of the the therapeutics on the show. I I did notice that I, I don't know if you know I did a show called Celebrity Rehab, where I you know I I basically just took my I ran a big unit in a psychiatric hospital for many 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 years, and they eventually filmed us treating celebrities. And we just took the team and we just rolled cameras uh, just doing what we normally do. It's always a little bit monkeyed with by producers. You know, there's hurry up and wait and go over here and people don't appreciate. I mean, there are cameras in your face and that's weird guys running around with cables and stuff. That's the part that people, of course, don't see. But you kind of forget about that, don't you? Yeah, I think so. It's like for me, it's like the cameras aren't even there. Yeah. And yeah, going back to what Yara said, too, like the honesty from everyone, it just it came out you were in that environment and everybody let it all out the the other thing i noticed uh i'm assuming i'm 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 certain things are lit you know there's lighting and lights everywhere and stuff uh and people don't see that but something about the and this is what i found with celebrity rehab there's something about the cameras and the lights and just it adds to an intensity of the whole experience did you guys find that like it was like sort of it was it was intense and that's sort of why again your reactions are sort of amplified they're real but it's kind of as a weird intensity being on camera and under the lights doesn't it yeah especially like in the group therapy i feel like you know it's center stage right and there's a main focus on that and you can feel it for sure yeah when you are doing something you can found the eye of the like the people who you like and you see something on their eye and you can get either scared or either happy or either anything. 
the top and emotions. Because if you fight one by one, you did see the other people look at you, right? Yeah. And see, you didn't see them feelings or stuff, especially for example, for me, right? I very empathize with other people and I can always try to follow somebody. And the way they will look when they bring the energy I will take, it can even maybe escalate or. Yes. Yes. That, that, that is, that's a great description of how group therapy works. But, but what I'm suggesting is that in addition to that intensity, that is sort of a normal, what we call process of group therapy, something about the cameras and all the people running around and all that stuff just puts it all on steroids. It may seem yeah. the stakes or something. I, I don't know what that is. It's, it's kind of uncanny because you forget they're there. You're, you're just doing your thing, but still it's more intense than, than normal. I, I, I can't explain it. It was a very weird experience for me to be doing that. We did like eight seasons of this stuff on, under the, under the cameras. And so it was, I, I know what you guys are going through. Well, listen, I'm going to let you go. I promise to be like 40 minutes. I went well beyond. Uh, I know it's three in the morning in Mykonos or wherever you guys are. Uh, you're living your best life. We're jealous. We want to rent the Airbnb in Prague or else buy it with you. We're not quite sure which you're going to be. Everybody go to Yara Zaya, Z-A-Y-A, Y-A-R-Z-A-Y-A. Tune in. Uh, what Do you know the, the tune in time or should they just go TLC or set their or They can see it on Paramount Plus and uh, Max also, right? Yeah, it's Monday at 8 p.m. Eight. Uh, Central Time on TLC. Yeah. It's actually, um, you know, I, and I, I, one of the, my glimpses at Yara's Instagram, she was saying how all over the world people stop her and say hi and uh, they like the show. Which, it's which, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And we're, we're those people. And we, uh, you know, it's, it's actually appointment viewing for us on uh, Monday night. So I uh, appreciate you sharing your lives with the world. Uh, and I appreciate you spending a time with me here today. All right, thanks for having us. All right, guys, and we'll see everyone else next time. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com.